This is a download from News Talk 106 to 108. To download other programs or for more information, go to newstalk.ie. Technology on the right hook. All right, uh, welcome back. Um, just before I go to Jonathan and Jessica, um, there's a suggestion that we should become a bit French between now and Saturday um, and, and ways in which on the program we could come with ideas. Thanks to everybody on Twitter who's given me a few, but I like the text I got. Why don't we have a French limerick competition so you could have there was a young man from Toulon and so on. And I got that from Kevin in Pakistan. All right? Please don't be hard on Jessica. You are a bit rough sometimes, says Anya. Thanks, Anya. Is that true? No. Right. I give as good as I get. Tell me about this Galaxy Samsung quickly, please. Okay, so on the show tonight we have an S4 to give away uh, to one lucky listener between now and 7pm with thanks to the Carphone Warehouse. Um, they've given us this prize to celebrate their new Charge magazine which gives tech news, reviews and advice and it's free in all Carphone Warehouse stores and online at charge.ie. Their first issue features uh, Samsung's latest phone and to win uh, the phone, just tell me if it's A, the S4 or B, the J1. If you need a clue, you can check out charge.ie. Once you know the answer, you can text charge plus your name and your answer to 53106 at a cost of 30 cent. And we'll announce the winner before the end of the show this evening. This is the technology section, yeah? Yes, sir. We're presuming that everybody has an IQ above 90. I've been in answer for the entire afternoon, the phone we've been <laughs> given away. Monday. I thought it'd be yeah. nice to people and you help them out. You know why they do that. It right. has to be an element of skill. Oh, yeah. There's questions here. But before I go to questions, you were up in the cloud in Las Vegas. What was it like? It was amazing. Yeah. I, what did you learn? I, I learned some very, very interesting stuff. This was at EMC World, um, which took place in Las Vegas last week. And for those who don't know, EMC are the giants of data storage and are sort of the leaders in cloud storage. Um, but some of the things that I learned, and I knew you were going to ask me this, so I've pulled out some stats. So the digital universe will exceed 40,000 exabytes by 2020. 40,000 what? Exactly. It's a massive amount of space. 40,000 what? Exabyte, exabytes is what it's called. Do you know what an exabyte is? Yeah. Do you? It's yeah. a measurement. I thought it was a kind of bar of Cadbury's chocolate <laughs> or something. No. Right, exabytes. Yeah, um, Jeremy Burton of EMC told us that by 2016, 86% of workloads will take place in private cloud space, which again is very interesting, especially for those in business. But uh, what I find interesting and what our listeners will find interesting is that in two years' time, we're going to notice a massive change in how all of our services and um, products are going to be more personalised towards us. How so, do you mean? So you fly quite frequently, for, for example. So instead. With Aer Lingus, yeah. Right. So when you come on board uh, in two years' time, a, link, a member of staff will come down to you and say, George, nice to see you again. Here's your average, your normal drink of white wine. I know you like Sauvignon Blanc. Here you go. So everything they'll... They do that already. Okay, well, they're awesome. Pick another one that isn't as good. <laughs> but coming down the line, that's what banks and <laughs> airlines was, are going to do. Well, now, I was in the River Lee Hotel Saturday and Sunday night because I was in Cork. And the paper, <sighs> the paper, the Sunday Independent, the Sunday Times arrived 
knocked at my door because they know what the paper See, yeah, is. Yeah, because you're George Hook, so you're quite No, famous. every single person, Guess same them. with Doyle Collection, they record your preferences on a computer. But you see, they're using cloud and the Doyle Collection, oh, for right. example, use the cloud and the, they, they store all of your preferences. So they, you, you right. know when you get to a hotel sometimes it'll say, Mr. Hook, welcome to X Hotel. Yeah, yeah. That type of thing. So it's all about using that information. But they're saying by 2015, all okay. services are going to be more personalised. Right. Okay. Um, also, another thing to be afraid of slightly is that everything's going to have an IP address, even your mean? fridge. So everything's going to be accessible. On, it's going to be online, basically. So everything, your fridge? Your fridge is going to be online. Your Hoover is going to be I online. I really want my fridge to be online. I'm not kidding. I so really like want you, my fridge to be online. Do you, what do you do with your fridge? Well, you see, it will be able to store the information of what's in your fridge, the sell-by dates of certain items. All this information is going to be stored, and it has to be George, stored somewhere. See, very, very, very genuinely, I, 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 I go to my fridge, and I'm like, oh, here's the... Oh, I already have 18 eggs, and I bought six more eggs. I do not have the ability to remember what's in my fridge. No, that's very it's interesting. Awful. I hadn't it's thought of it that way. Open you ways. could, you would know I have to replace the eggs. Or the George, imagine, imagine a world where you have a phone that's linked to your fridge and you haven't got any money or you don't have time to go to the shop and you put in a, a fridge app and you say, make a meal with what I have in the fridge. What, what do I need? And it could just itemise what's in your fridge, tell you what you could cook and tell you what you need to buy in the shop. Why didn't you have that today? Ingrid rang me, not more than... A couple of hours ago, and she says, we have very little house, uh, stuff in the house. I'm not sure what to cook. Now, if she had a nap, she <laughs> could have sorted that. Get takeaway. Mm. Okay. Right. <laughs> know your audience, Jess. <laughs> know your audience. <laughs> okay. Now, I, w- I do want to go to Jonathan, yeah. if I may, because <laughs> this is really interesting. Mm. This facial recognition. I knew you'd like this. I, I like products to review. I know we won't get to them because I knew George was like, no, this you'll, you'll like. So uh, uh, there, there is a medical term. It's called propadnosia, which is slightly different, right? That's where people are properly face blind. I don't know if you heard of this amazing condition of the mind. Face blind? Well, yeah, for complete face blindness. So some people who have this condition, the most extreme version, they can look in the mirror and not recognize their own face. Ah, come on. No, genuinely. We did it on the on, on Future Proof a couple of right, uh, okay. months ago. Anyway, right. right. So, But I have a mild form of that, right, where I will meet people and I won't remember their name. Most Irish men, I think, have this particular problem. Well, you shake a speak hand with to somebody, yourself. Are you good with names? Are you? I am. Um, Is that because, just out of interest, JFK was great with the names? Is no, that, it's because Obama's you, make, great with you names. make the effort. You the, called me child for the first 18 months of my life in News <laughs> Talk. <laughs> George, make, making the effort, you, uh, like, uh, this isn't a conscious thing. Like, obviously, you shake someone's hand and you go, right, Paul, 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 Paul. But then you see Paul and he's in a nightclub and he's wearing a much more revealing shirt that you remember him and he's obviously not in the work context right. and your brain Now, I did feel that why I'm interested in this was last night I was in Cork doing this thing in the Cork Youth Orchestra mm. and the audience was mature, you know. Uh, not all mature, but some mature. And a few mature ladies came up to me and said, I really fancied you when you were at school. Doesn't sound right? very mature to me. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Now, if I had a facial recognition thing that could have gone from them age 17 to what they are now, I would have been saying, I remember you. How are you? Yeah. Is that what this is going to do? So this is, a, it's called MedRef for Glass, right? So it's an in-development uh, application for Glass because we haven't spoken about, I think it's due time we need to talk about Google Glass. Mm-hmm. These glasses that people are going to wear on their heads 
and, and, and be able to video and take photographs while they're having a conversation with you. But the idea of this, before we talk about Google Glasses, uh, is that this would basically run in the background and if you request it to, it will be able to search your faces on, friend, uh, on, on Facebook, Facebook and then apply it to who you are and then have a little name tag scrolling at the top saying, this is Paul. <laughs> so they go, Paul, how are you? How? And maybe they could give you more uh, information. Like, how's the kids? Oh, I heard about the job. Sorry about that. But you're not, something's on the horizon. Amazing applications. So that's one of the positive applications of Google Glass. But I'd like to know what you make of it, George. The idea that you could be speaking to someone uh, behind the shop counter and they have this Google Glass on. The, the idea of privacy. Do you? Does it freak you out being the age and vintage you are? Um, as confused as you are in the world, does this really terrify you? No, nonsense. I have no problems. I think privacy is vastly overrated. But I think what would annoy you more, though, is the thought that they're not paying attention to what you're saying. Because I know that you, like, if I'm on my phone, I know that you'll kind of... Freak out. Yeah. So I think but this, the Google, that's what Google Glass is going to be. People are going to be constantly one eye on this and the other eye on at you, like, like looking at you. So I suppose you're never going to have someone's 100% undivided attention again. But the the other thing is that the, if you're using Google Glass, right, the information is up at the top <coughs> of the uh, of the eye. So if I'm talking to you, George, and you say something, and I want to access information, it looks like I'm rolling my eyes at you. You could get into a lot of fights with people. All right. Okay. <laughs> now I have some questions. I have an email from Jack in Cork. He's buying an iPad for his 21st. He's a university student, final year. He uh, had a cheap prestigio, mm-hmm. but it was very slow yeah. and was unable to perform. So he's suggesting iPad 3 or iPad mini. Then I, coupled with that, Rena wants to know what tablet you'd recommend. So can you uh, put those two together? Yeah, sure. I saw uh, last week when I was away, I saw a lot of iPad minis and they're very nice devices because they're that bit smaller. So I think they're seven inch screens, which is a nice size. If you're looking to use it for your college work, I would kind of steer clear, I guess, of um, of an iPad unless you're getting a keyboard to go along with it because the touchscreen is quite annoying. Uh, I was telling Jonathan earlier on, I brought my Microsoft Surface to Vegas with me and use that as my work device. Your Microsoft, huh? Surface. Is that a tablet? It's a tablet, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. and it's it's loaded with Windows, um, and you can you get a version of Office on it as well, and that did the trick for me, and that's my my main work. But did you have a keyboard? It actually has a keyboard stuck to it right, by magnet, okay. so that's okay. one option. Um, I'd if I'd either go uh, iPad Mini or iPad Two, I would not get the new iPad. I don't think it's worth the money. I think if you are in college at the moment and you want to use it for college work, I think you'd be nuts to buy anything other than a laptop. That Correct. Because, because oh, if you are, the, the reason, And the yeah. reason not, I'd say it is because a lot of the uh, universities use their own, they've got their own intranet, they've got their own um, uh, technology to allow people to access course materials, that sort of stuff. Mm. And... That, necess- that might well, not necessarily be Well, a lot of that's done by compatible. a Moodle now, which is a site, so you, and you can get on that on the, on the surface. But I think this rejection of the laptop, uh, you know, is... is uh, but that's why I think the Surface is the perfect option, because it's the, it's the closest. Right. It's marrying the two mm. together, I suppose. The Doyle collection of what paper you like because they're using cloud? Seriously, guys. What a load of crap. If you're going to spout this, at least make it vaguely accurate. It is. If... if in years to come, the Doyle, I know the Doyle, I got a press release about it last year. Doyle do use uh, EMC product and they use the cloud computing. So what they do is they know that George likes a copy of The Independent on his door, not before half seven on the, on the morning. So a quarter past seven, a copy will get dropped down. But it, like, it, just all this is doing is making it uh, easier for 
people to store stuff. That's what the it's like does. a filing system. Like an old, yeah. the old school way of doing this was like layers and layers of notebooks, and yeah. the, it would be filing system under H for hook that find your file. It's exactly the same, except it's it, being done digitally. Yeah. So I think it's not BS. Now, you should talk about the privacy concerns with Google Glass. Yeah, that's some what, people are very worried. That's what I was saying to you, Joyce. That's what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about the privacy concerns with Google. Well, why Glass. is there a privacy concern? Because you could be in the men's toilets and someone's there wearing Google Glass and yeah. they're at a rugby match and you're commentating and you, you just can't wait and they go down and then they've got a photograph of your Johnson up on YouTube. They could do you that with a camera phone. I can, can walk around, like, Jonathan, I can have my phone like this now and you could think that I'm texting whereas actually I'm taking a video of you or taking an audio soundbite of you. Yeah. It's the same principle. I think, yeah. I mean, one of the things, you know, like if you went to Leeson Street on a Friday night without mm. telling the lovely Ingrid, then they, suddenly it's in the Sunday world. because yeah. So I think this privacy thing is, is there are now completely different uh, uh, criteria for privacy than there would have been before. The thing is, with Google Glass, you could be wearing this and, and, and people just forget that it's there. Whereas with a phone, you have to physically move your hand. Sure, you could do it sort of on the slide. But when Google, if I came in here next week wearing a pair of Google Glasses instead of my disgusting black ones that I have on now, you'd notice nice. it. Like, you'd notice. I would, yeah, but what I'm saying is after a while, you do, you, you'd forget. Yeah, but that happened with mobile phones though, as well. Mm. Okay. I, I think it's slightly different. Could, could, could I ask a question? Because I think it's a very important question. Before I do, Sheila Anopheli says I'm very snotty to Jessica at times. Uh, so okay. No one's complaining how you are with me, George. You deserve to be snotty. Uh, Ollie and Sligo's got the Nokia 920. It's great. I really love its intuitive interface, but I'm really nervous about breaking it. Mm. Are there any really good cases? Uh, I'm not sure if Otterbox do covers for Ooh. that Otterbox. They have a, a O-T-T-E-R? Yeah, uh, box. Okay. Um, if not, our dear friend Zag. It's very difficult to get accessories for phones that aren't iPhones. Like, for example, mm. I got an S4 this week and I found it so difficult to get a cover Got one eventually on from Otterbox, but it is difficult to find Otterbox or Zag. Zag. All right. This is a really good question, if you don't mind. It's to both of you. Siobhan. Mm-hmm. Best tablet for a nine-year-old without Wi-Fi? And then what are the dangers you two feel about uh, giving tablets to young kids? Um, we've reviewed it before, the Nabi tablet, mm. which is uh, an Android tablet that you can set permissions on. Uh, it's a Nabi 2 is the latest version that's out. And I think it's a brilliant tablet because you can uh, restrict access to certain games and certain apps and you can reward the child with if they do their chores properly, you can give them a certain amount of time on their tablet. So you can sort of limit and use what I think parents should be doing now. It's my own personal opinion, but I think parents should be using uh, their tablet as a reward for something. I don't think kids should be generally playing with tablets or phones. I don't think it's I don't think it's a good idea for them to be on it all the time. But I think it, keeping away from them right. is also a bad idea. What do you Navi think? Navi 2 is very good. It's a very good tablet Navi for 9 right. yeah. What do you think, child? About kids having tablets. Yeah. I think it's inevitable. I think, you mm. know, we're seeing ev- like a lot of parents now uh, of young children would have a smartphone. Like I know, for example, when my little cousin was like one and a half, she could work an iPhone. When kids see phones now, they swipe. They don't go Correct. for the number keys. I mean, my, yeah. uh, George IV is three mm. and he's a whiz on phones and iPads yeah. and he watches rugby matches. Like, And I'm, I'm uh, like this person who sent in the text... Uh, 
you know, is it a worry? But Ingrid believes, in one sense, it's inevitable, but they will lose a lot of the skills that other generations but have. But think of, of what they're gaining. Yeah, you're still reading, and you, like, you're writing to a certain extent, but the, the thing about tablets is this is the future. Like the thing, the conference I was at last week, we're the paperless generation, and the next one before mm. us is going to be even more so. So I think this is a good thing. You want kids coding from as young as possible. I think the bad thing is when you're, they're using it to excess. It's the same yeah. with anything else. In moderation yeah. and with supervision, I think it's fine. The, the, the texter wanted to know about the dangers of the Wi-Fi, and I think, you know, yeah. we, we well know those um, after hearing about tragic stories over the past number of Years about people being uh, giving un- unrestricted access to to the, to the, to the internet and, and uh, the the harm that goes on there. But uh, if you have a tablet that's designed for kids, usually you'll be able to restrict Wi-Fi can, access and certainly with the iPad as well. I think restrictions yeah. on. Sorry, more, we have to move on. Yeah. But thank you for your contribution, Peter Balbriggan. <laughs> the new what are you laughing at? You <laughs> the new Haswell chip is out in June. You'd be mad to buy a laptop or a tablet now. <clears throat> the what? I haven't. I, I, I I, this know. is probably something I really should know about. But I All right. Fast Track to an IT program just launched for unemployed by Microsoft. Jonathan. Yeah, so this is, um, uh, I, I think it's a great initiative for fewer between the age of 18 and 25, or you know someone who's unemployed, trying to get their foot on the ladder. Um, Microsoft have uh, teamed up with the Youth to Work program, and basically uh, they are helping people skill themselves up uh, in a way that will allow them to enter the marketplace in uh, with a skill set that's actually required. So um, there's 11,000 um, uh, people already helped by it. Basically, it gives you the skills and points you in the direction of the growth market. So you're talking uh, cloud services, game services, stuff that's really booming and the stuff mm-hmm. that is going to be really useful. It kind of trains you up in, in those areas. They can be you know quite substantial courses. And uh, you can, if you want to know more, you can check out fit.ie. But it's it's good to see. That's great. This yeah, it's not just fit.ie. Yeah, it's not just here's how to use a computer. Here's how to use Microsoft Office, Microsoft mm. Outlook, which you know ten years ago in FOSS, that you know, that was your kind of training courses for a lot of the you know computer okay. stuff. This is directed towards specific outcomes for the people taking part. And you know, even from a basic level, we all used. It doesn't matter if you're a dentist or uh, you know you're someone who sells clothes in a retail center. You'll need to be able to use. Uh, a computer, so it's a great way to reskill 18 to 25s. Uh, check it okay. Ethan Limerick thinks I'm snotty as well. You have 60 seconds to talk about the retro handset. Oh, yeah, the retro handset. Yeah, uh, this came in today and it's very, very cool. I saw these in Berlin last year, and uh, what they are is you plug it into your phone or your computer if you're using Skype or even just a normal telephone call, and it means that instead of having to use the small mobile phones, it's like an old school receiver, so you can use it. I just you plug it into your <laughs> if you, you could see the look I got you just then you plug it into the phone No, yeah you plug it in so into the headphone jack of your phone do it let me see so this is being this is great for radio so now I'm you're plugging making, it in yeah then you make a phone call then you make a phone call and instead of having to hold your mobile phone you your can put the receiver the, and the receiver looks like your ordinary phone at home exactly it's just more comfortable especially if you're doing uh, sort of Skype phone calls I know like my dad for example I think would love this uh, for using Skype to my sister because it works with your computer with Mac as well and uh, mobile phones sounds like a good idea Jonathan it sounds like a, a kitsch idea that actually won't be used very often to me. It looks oh, cool, I but I just don't think you'd use it a lot. Some people will, but most people. All right, yeah. now, technology notes are up on newstalk.ie. If you need any information, you go to hashtag ghtech. Can I tell you my winner? 
I'd love you to tell me to win it. Well, you're in luck. Uh, it's David Grant from uh, County Clare. So, David, you've won a Samsung Galaxy S4 thanks to the car phone. What did he answer correctly? Uh, S4. The Haswell chip will be replacing Intel Core chips. It oh. boosts better performance, power saving, etc., says Danielle. Thanks, cool. Danielle. This is a download from News Talk 106 to 108. To download other programmes or for more information, go to newstalk.ie.